This week we uh, lay in Parshas Tazir B'Tzairah and uh, we condense all of our Tzaras Torah into one week instead of spreading it out over two weeks. And there are myriad lessons to be learned from the Parsha of Tzaras and Mitzairah. In fact, every single detail has meaning from the Kohen paskining with his Dibur and nothing else that this person deserves tsaras, deserves the Einish, showing us the Kayach Hadibor, to the fact that he has to sit, Bibdidus, he has to sit in isolation because he wasn't a proper member of society, he didn't appreciate society. To his Karbonus, the birds that chirp, and the eight eras that had too much Gaiva, and every single part of the process, is replete with meaning, is replete with symbolism. Until we come to the end of the Tahara of the Metzerah, that after the Metzerah sat out his time in, in Bodad Yeshev, in isolation, after the Metzerah is ready to be Metahar, we find the Chiv, that the Metzerah has to be Megaleach, he has to cut off every single Mokim Kinus Sar. He has to shave his head. He has to shave his eyebrows. The, the Metzairah has to be Megaleach, every single Mokim of Kinus Tsar. And the question is, why? What is the message in this seemingly odd punishment? What is meant to be taught over here? Why does the Metzairah have to be Megaleach Kol Sa'arai in order to reintegrate into society? It's a beautiful Havana from the from the Chidah. And the Chidah says as follows, if a person was so steeped in Lashon Hari, so Morgul in Lashon Hara, to the point that he needed Tzaras, and if a person was such a Tzarayin, if a person was so stingy, both in his deed and in his thought, that it was so bad, it came to Tsaras. The Torah understood this person's psychology. The Torah understood that this person thinks that the reason I didn't get such and such a job, or the reason I didn't get such and such a contract, or the reason I didn't get such and such a shidduch, or the reason I didn't get such and such a position in life, is because he took it from me. Is because someone took it from me. And therefore, I need to bring down that person. I need to rein that person in in order for me to claim my proper stake. Since life treated me unfairly, since I got the short end of the stick, I have to make restitution. I have to fix this. And I have to bring that person down. I have to talk Lashon Hara. I can't be generous to that person. The Midas that caused the Mesapra Lashon Hara to go so deep into the Lashon Hara was because he could not forgive the other person. He could not allow the other person to advance while he remains held back. And that's the, that's the real psychology of a Mesapra Lashon Hara. But says the Chidah, this isn't so. The Gemara in Yumalam at Chesam at Beis says, Ain Adam Negeya. A person 
cannot even touch what is destined for his friend, what is miyuid for his friend. And one kingdom, one dominion, cannot touch what is destined for another. Even a hair's breadth. A person's lot in life does not touch somebody else's. What I have is mine and what he has is his, even to the degree of exactitude in the width of a hair. A hair is the item used to graphically illustrate the division between what should be mine and what should be somebody else. The hair is specifically the item used to illustrate what's mine is mine, and that's what's in store for me, and what's his is his, and that's what's in store for him. But the question is still, why is the hair specifically the instrument, the item, the graphic used to illustrate this? Why don't we say something like a needle? Why don't we say something teeny like a blade of grass? Why a hair? Well, says the Chidah, there's another Gemara. There's a Gemara above a Basra, Tezayin Amad Aleph. Omar Iyav Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch when his troubles mounted and he was faced with terrible Yisurim, Iyav said, this cannot be, it is not possible. And Iyav told the Rebbein Shalom, Shemen Eschalev Lech, Bein Iyav Lo'ayev, perhaps you confused my name, Iyav said sardonically. Maybe you confused Iyev, my name, with Oyev, enemy. Did you make a mistake? Omalei Kaddish Baruch Hashem said, no. I am so exacting. I did not make a mistake. I never make a mistake. Omalei Kaddish Baruch told him, Har nimen barasi adam. On every person I created millions of hairs. V'chol nima v'nima barasi guma b'fnei and for each hair, I created a root. I created a follicle. That no two hairs receive nourishment from one, from one root, from one follicle. For if it would be that two hairs actually try to retain nourishment, to sustain nourishment from one guma, it would cause a person's entire being to be darkened. Which means, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I have my channels correct. And I have my pathways correct. And I have my distribution channels in, in sync. And every single hair has its place to get its n- nourishment. I don't confuse one hair with another follicle. And no two hairs have the same follicle. No, I did not confuse your fate, Yev. The Gemara in Bava Basra is showing us that the graphic, how it's illustrated, how do we see HaKadosh Baruch's exactitudinous, that each person, in fact, each hair, has its specific lot. Each hair has its specific place that it draws nourishment from. It gets what it needs in life. And the and the example of this, the most succinct way, the most proper way to put this, is a person's hair. And that's what a Karsh Baruch answered Eiv, and that's what we show them at Sarah.
We show the Mitzar that yes, you probably have on your body many Mekaymas Kinosar. You have a hair full of ha- you have a head full of hair. You have eyebrows. You know what? Shave them. You know what? Remove them. Expose the root. For you to see that each hair that at one point looked like a mop and a mess, and one can think that who knows where each hair belongs, who knows what each hair deserves, who knows what each hair thought it had coming to it. No. Shave it off, and you will see that each hair has its own root, has its own place in life, has its own mokim yinika. And what one hair was destined to was not destined for another hair. You too, recovering Mitzayra, you too, Mitzayra, who will see life with a new perspective, can now realize that each Mokim Sar had its own address. And if somebody else had a position that you coveted, and if somebody else has money that you covet, or any other item that you covet, so much so that you feel necessary to Bashmutzim, because you don't begrudge him, remember these follicles that are now exposed. And that is the meaning in this Einish, or this Tikkun, for the Mitzayra of being Megalech Kol Sarai. We find further, the Gemara Psachim says, that somebody who is steeped in Lashon Hara, his punishment is to be thrown to the dogs. Why Dafka a dog? I heard that the Mepharshim explain that a dog has a tendency when he's attacked. For instance, if someone hits a dog with a stick, the dog has a tendency to fight the stick rather than looking past the stick and looking who is hitting him. Meaning the dog is prototypical for missing this. The dog doesn't understand that it's not the stick that's attacking him. It's not the symptom. It's the person behind the symptom. It's the one hitting him with the stick. A Misapralashanhara as well does not understand that his place in life, that his lot in life, what Akarish Baruch Hu gave him, the tools, the gifts, the presents Akarish Baruch Hu gave him weren't meant for his friend, and his friend's gift weren't meant for him. The Tsar Ayin, who does not fargin the next guy, doesn't understand that what Akarish Baruch Hu gave him was for him, and what Akarish Baruch Hu gave the next guy was for the next guy. The person who speaks Lashon Hara is Roy Lashlichay Leklavim. In the days of Mashiach, the Pnei Adar is going to be Kipnei Akelev, perhaps the same message. That in the days of Mashiach, we will not understand the messages being sent to us. We will not understand that great cataclysmic events are not because of specific instances or laboratories or eating wet market food. The specific instances, the Pnei Adar, Kipnei Akelev, we should not look just at the wet market. We should not look just at the laboratory. We should look past it. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want? That's what it means. Don't just look at the stick that hit you. Look at the message behind it. Good Shabbos, Rabbi Isai.